Welcome to the SPE Podcast, powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers. You're listening to the January 2024 episode of the SPE President's Podcast, creating our energy future with SPE President, Terry Palish. And now your moderator, SPE Completions Technical Director, Karen Olson. Hello, I'm Karen Olson, SPE Completions Technical Director and President of Olson Turner Enterprises. I'm pleased to join 2024 President Terry Palish on his monthly podcast to talk about how SPE facilitates technical collaboration, particularly with respect to our technical sections. As a TD or a technical director, I see the tremendous importance of our technical sections and the collaboration opportunities they provide. Thank you for inviting me to join you, Terry, on this topic, and I hope you had a great holiday and a, and a happy new year. Thanks, Karen. I hope you did, too. Um, I want to just thank you, first of all, for being a part of the episode. Um, you know, last month I had a great time speaking with Simeon when we reviewed the regional sections. And so when I started thinking about, well, who should I have host the technical sections? I thought, well, what better person than the current chair of the technical content committee on the board and current uh, completions technical director. So thanks so much for doing this. Um, I know having been in your shoes um, as technical uh Director, uh, I know that the technical sections and SP Connector and frankly, all things technical fall under your purview. So um, it's good to have you here today. Um, so as we kind of get started, you know, I really wanted to talk about technical sections because I think similar to regional sections, they're a key to fulfilling SP's uh, mission of connecting our members. Um, and But sometimes I don't know that everybody understands just what all is available, particularly when it comes to technical sections and the communities and the SP Connect. So, um, you know, I think it's important that they understand, you know, just that this is a big aspect of advancing the technical competence um, by collaborating and advancing technology as well as, you know, of ultimately impacting their energy future. You're absolutely correct, Terry. Just like you, I've, I've had the opportunity to be heavily involved with the technical sections, and I now think they are as important as the regional sections. But for people who don't really know what technical sections are, maybe you can explain a little bit more about them. Sure. Um, so, you know, technical sections got their start several years ago or many years ago, actually, when we had something we called TIGs. You probably remember them, technical interest groups. Um, we used to check the box for how many of them we wanted to be involved in. Um, the first technical sections actually were in 2006 and 2007, which is it's hard to believe they've been around that long. But uh, the first two were wellbore positioning, a drilling one uh, and R&D. Um, and then in 2007, we actually, our third one was CCUS, which I think is probably a bit of a surprise for a lot of people that we've had CCUS as a technical section for over 15 years. But in the end, most of them are, they're technically focused. I mean, they're usually a, a subset of one of the technical disciplines, something that's specific uh, like flow measurement um, or wellbore positioning, like I mentioned before, or another one like artificial lift and gas well deliquefaction. Um, but what's interesting is they're gaining popularity. Over just the last year, we've added five. Um, we currently have 22, but we added five. Um, we added data science and engineering analytics, um, methane emissions, hydrogen management, and this this year in 2023, we added plug and abandonment. So the membership is definitely taking um, a liking to these. I think they're, they're important. Um, at last count, we had over 65,000 members signed up professional members signed up for technical sections. So 
obviously you can be a part of more than one. So that's duplicating some people, um, but they are becoming very popular. Um, and we just added students this last year. Um, and so now we have over 2000 or excuse me, 10,000 student members. So as far as what they are, I think the easiest thing to think about is just think about your regional section. Um, you know, so like you have a section leader chair, you have a program chair, you have an education chair, um, and, and they do collaboration and put on events. Well, a technical section is very similar. Um, it's a technical, you're working a technical topic, um, but you're putting on t uh, events typically uh, virtual because you're a global membership. Um, so most of what you're going to do is going to be virtual, but you might do fundraising. You might have a scholarship. You might put on an in-person event like uh, several months ago at ATCE. A lot of the technical sections meet. Uh, that's They make that their in-person meeting once a year. Um, so, you know, that's how they, that's what they are. So just think regional sections, but in a global basis, uh, putting together a technical topic. Yeah, that, that is a, a good point to, to make is that these are global uh, technical sections and that we are trying to reach the audience, you know, around the world. But I, I think another thing to point out is these aren't just classic or drilling or reservoir topics like you mentioned. You mentioned CCUS, but they cover all aspects that what our members want to talk about or, or have meetings around. Correct. Yeah, that's right. So there's, like I said before, there's 22 of them now. Um, and certainly most of them are, would be what you said, you know, more classic petroleum engineering related, um, falling specifically in a discipline. But there are some that are, they're related, but they're, they're not exactly in a discipline. So things like management, or R&D, or say human factors. I mean, those are obviously critically important to our industry, but they're not a, 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 a classic petroleum engineering. But then we also have begun to lean into some of the related to energy technologies. So we've got, like I said before, an old one, CCUS, but we have newer ones like geothermal, hydrogen, methane emissions. So, you know, it, it gives our members a chance to collaborate in their specialized topics, both petroleum engineering related um, and advance those technologies, but also it gives a place for our non-traditional subjects to have a place to, to reside and, and really expand our tent into the related energies. So I remember back in, I believe it was 2020, when you were the completions technical director, Terry, um, I was leading the effort to start the hydraulic fracturing technical section. And of course this was during COVID and there was a group of us that were really wanting to collaborate and pull everybody together in, you know, in our discipline and um, especially when we we're all sort of just stuck at home. And it was with your sponsorship that we were able to launch and form this hydraulic fracturing technical section. So how are new technical sections created or, or formed? Well, it's really not very difficult. I mean, as you know, it takes a little bit of work and some effort. Um, but you first start with an outline um, for the purpose or the objectives for this section or this group. So essentially, it's a mission statement. So what is it you want to discuss and what is your technical focus? Um, you obviously need a committed leadership. Um, it's, it probably takes a little bit more effort because since you're a global uh, section, you're going to not be all sitting in the same region or city. Um, so it does take some coordination, some commitment. So you'll need a list of your proposed members and your section leadership. <clears throat> Excuse me. You also need a governance model. Um, so in other words, how are you going to elect your leadership positions? Um, you know, what is the criteria for membership? Things like that. 
Um, and then the last thing, which is probably the most important for a lot of reasons, and that is you need sponsorship of a technical director. So all of these fall under one or one of the technical directors. That technical director will do a couple of things. First of all, he or she will help you with the process. So there is a template, and so it helps you. Like we, I kind of helped you through the process. We kind of learned it together, right. actually. Um, uh, but uh, the other thing is then the technical director will kind of make sure there's not overlap with another technical section, uh, things like that. And then maybe most important is to make sure that this is a, has broad appeal. Um, you may remember with the hydraulic fracturing, you guys were, I mean, mm-hmm. for what you were doing, you were pretty focused on North America and we kind of discussed it and we said, well, can we kind of expand that tent a little bit? And so like today, obviously you've got board members that are, or excuse me, you've got uh, leaders on the technical section that are span the entire globe and you, you broadcast across the entire globe. So it's not too difficult, but, you know, again, with the help of a technical director, um, they'll help you through that. Right. Yeah. We sort of started off, like you said, North America centric and with your help, we broadened it and we have, you know, leaders on the technical section, Group or the current chair is actually based in the UK, and we now have quarterly international webinars as well as monthly webinars. And I believe they're also looking for liaisons now around the world mm-hmm. too. So, you know, you can you continue these technical sections continue to grow. Once you form them, they they just keep growing um, in size and and what we're doing um, in them. So, so those are technical sections. What about the SPE Connect? What is that and how does that sort of fit in with the technical sections? So as I mentioned kind of before, if you think about back, we had these technical interest groups. And about the same time we were forming the technical sections, um, these technical interest groups were going on. And what those were were online forums. They didn't put on events or anything like that, but it was just a, a discussion place, a place where you could discuss topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the same time, we were establishing the technical sections. There was also kind of an upgrade in kind of just that collaboration software. Um, and so SP developed what we now call SP Connect. And it's really what it sounds like. SP Connect is, is the way that we connect everybody and connect our membership. Um, and so SP Connect has now taken the place of the TIGs. Um, but from a technical section standpoint, SP Connect is now, they go hand in hand. So they that is now the place where as a technical section, uh, you have a site there um, and you, you, you have, first of all, that's where you communicate with your members of your technical section, but it's also um, the place where you have your discussion threads. So people can ask questions about, you know, some technology or a problem they're having or whatever, and it ends up being a discussion thread. So that's all happening on SP Connect. The other thing on SP Connect is that uh, you have your online profile. Um, You also have access to the eight technical communities. So those are our disciplines, so like drilling or completions or whatever. Um, And then there's also 10 non-technical communities Non-technical communities are things like the young professionals or the members in transition or the volunteer portal or DNI. So those are there's also communities associated with those dis, I'll call them disciplines, um, but those communities as well. So um, so again, SP Connect is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's it's the members ability to connect with each other and it has basically everything all in one place. So maybe just to ask, expanding on that, Terry, under the SP Connect, the technical sections have their like their sites or their websites that people can go in 
and find the website, say, for the hydraulic fracturing technical section or the CCUS and find out what's going on under those technical sections, right? That's right. They can find that out. They can also, like your completions, you, there's a link to your completions technical director site as well. Um, so, you know, you, it's basically one place that you can go to find all your connections. Um, and like I said before, it's also where you connect with members. So the membership directory is located there. Um, you have your online profile um, and things like that. Yeah. So there, it seems like it's sort of the focal point. Of if you want to find any information, that's where you need to go is the SP Connect. So would you say, you know, why is SP Connect and our technical sections critical to SPE fulfilling um, our missions or its missions? Well, yeah. So, you know, again, I, I think it's it's similar to the re regional sections. Um, you know, I see I see this as another cornerstone of fulfilling the mission. Remember our mission, and I've said this multiple times, but our mission is connecting our members to technology connecting our members to other members and connecting our members to external stakeholders. And I think the easiest way to see kind of how this all fits together is maybe we could just take some examples of some of the technical sections. So let's just take your hydraulic fracturing technical section, which by the way, is an award-winning technical section. Um, like you said before, they hold mo monthly webinars. Um, now you have a quarterly international one. So it, it allows you for some networking and, and dis technical dissemination. Um, I think sometimes you guys have held breakout sessions uh, so you can dive deeper into the subject or perhaps network a little bit more. Um, I know you guys, I think, just started uh, Outstanding Graduate Student Award. Um, I think you're going to give your first awards at ATC or excuse me, HFTC in February. Um, so that's pretty neat. Um, and then, of course, you put out you put on networking reception at HFTC. I know you've interviewed the legends and things like that. So, I mean, that's your that's you can see all aspects there. If we go to, say, the drilling systems automation. So DSATs, that's a drilling um, uh, technical section. They're they're actually one of the more established again. So they actually have six subcommittees. I mean, these subcommittees range in all kinds of topics, things like open source drilling, data quality, things like that. It also has one of my favorite student programs, um, which is Drillbotics. Um, and for those that don't know what Drillbotics is, Drillbotics is basically an international drilling design competition that basically promotes multidisciplinary approach to solving a drilling challenge. And it's super cool. It's really a neat program, but that's all basically put on by DSETs. Um, and maybe the last one I'll highlight is the sustainability development, sustainable development technical section. So that's SDTS. And you know, they've been around since 2010 doing multiple uh, programs, um, but probably one of their most recent initiatives that most people will know about is the Gaia program. Um, they established the Gaia program. They now host that. Um, and they essentially had the first Gaia summit in 2021. That's an annual event that uh, the, the next one's in March in Muscat uh, or April in 2024. 20, um, so they basically now support all Gaia programming across all the SPE programs, uh, including Gaia Talks. So, like I said, so if you think about the connecting part of it, um, the technical sections connect um, the members to the technology in that technical section. It also connects them to each other by networking, but also brings in our external stakeholders, whether it's energy related or the students or things like that. So really all in one place, it really takes care of, of our, our mission as a whole. That's great. That's great. So how can members then, young, senior uh, get the most out of these technical sections in SPE Connect. What what should what should we be doing as a member of SPE? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Karen. So, um, First thing I'll say is, you know, go into SP Connect, go into the technical section website um, and look at the list of technical sections. Um, again, you can join as many as you want. Um, I mean, I would you could do it. I wouldn't I would guard against joining them all, but maybe shoot for like two to four. You know, the ones that maybe are of interest to your specific work, but maybe maybe there's a couple in there that you want to stay on top of. Um, that's kind of the way I do it. Um, then the next thing I'd say is go into, uh, you know, as you're in SP Connect, um, look at your profile, update your profile. You can put all kinds of information in there for yourself so that uh, so that that's in your member directory. Um, but then also check out the, te- the technical communities I talked about. So you can join more than one technical community. Like I'm a part of the drilling, the completion and the production technical community. Um, also look at the non-technical communities. Um, those are going to be ways that you can stay abreast of some of the, the non-technical discussions. Um, for, for frame of reference, I'm a member of, of three technical communities, three technical sections, and four non-technical communities. Um, one of them, I think it's really important on the non-technical is a volunteer portal. So sign up for the volunteer portal, then you'll get, you'll get notifications on volunteer opportunities. So, you know, again, I think the important thing is to look at SP Connect as kind of this one stop for connecting. So it gives you a chance to establish your online profile, it gives you a chance to engage with your colleagues, gives you a chance to join technical and non-technical conversations. Um, you can send in com- uh, questions that you have where you can help people answer them. Um, that's also, by the way, where you're going to set up your preferences. So you can tell SPE you know, how often you want to get notifications, whether you want to get them every day, every week, things like that. So you can manage your email a little bit. Um, but then, obviously, once you do that, then participate. Um I want to also point out students can now join technical sections. That's something new within the last year. Um, So as a student, take advantage of that. Um, You can observe what's going on in the technical threads. Um, You asked about YPs. I mean, if you're a young professional, the way I'd look at it is I would join these um, and I would observe. I would probably ask questions about maybe there's some technical topics you need to understand better. And if you're a seasoned professional, I would encourage you to help mentor now. Um, help people answer questions, help them with whatever the challenges they're having. Um, you know, the challenge we face are going to be many and and uh, going to be, in order to meet those, we're going to have to engage in lifelong learning, but we're going to have to collaborate. And I think if we can collaborate and work together um, to advancing technologies, it'll help advance not only our professional development, but it'll help us create our energy future. Yeah, absolutely. Those are just Great advice, Terry, for everybody to take to heart. Um, I'm quite honestly, I'm ready to go back and look into SB Connect and see what I've signed up for <laughs> and make sure I'm on that volunteer portal myself um, as one of them for sure. Terry, it's been great to talk to you today, and I hope to see you at the Hydraulic Fracturing Conference that's coming up here in February. Um, so what are your plans to talk about in your next month's podcast? Well, first of all, uh, let me just make a quick reminder out there. So the calls for paper proposals is now currently open for ATCE 2024. Um, That'll be open, I think, through the end of the month, end of January. Um, So if you want to present a paper um, at the 100th anniversary of ATCE in New Orleans in um, next year, um, it's time to get your abstract in. Um, and then I guess speaking of papers, that's actually what we're going to talk about next month. I mean, I think it's one of the key ways. It is one of the key ways that SP disseminates technical information. So we'll talk about papers. 
uh, probably touch on one Petro, the journals and everything that kind of is associated with that. So that's what we'll be talking about. Um, and I look forward to seeing you at HFTC as well. Um, and Karen, look, I just want to take one more opportunity to thank you uh, for being a part of the podcast. Um, this has been great. Um, but I also want to thank you not only for your service on the board, but also, you know, your involvement with getting HYFTS started um, and everything you're doing. And, you know, I think you're a great example of someone who's creating their energy future. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Terry. It's been great talking to you today. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the SPE President's Podcast, Creating Our Energy Future with Terry Palish. New episodes are posted at the beginning of each month, complete with transcripts, on the Journal of Petroleum Technology website at jpt.spe.org.